Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We are not victims of the enemy. We have authority in our life. And I want to again state before we go any further that I'm quoting just for those who may be watching is that we're dealing with something that Jesus said to Brother Norville Hayes. His daughter had, t- had 47 gross on her hands and he got, and Brother Norville was praying and praying that God would heal her. And one day as Brother Norville was not walking through his living room, he stepped into a cloud. And when he stepped into a cloud, he stepped into heaven. And Jesus was there and said to him, how long are you going to put up with those gross on your daughter's body? Letting him know that they stayed because Brother Norville was putting up with it. And then I want to go further with this and make this statement, and this is where we're at right now. How long are you going to put up with dot, dot, dot? It might not be gross on a hand, but it's sickness in a body. It's lack in finances. It's strife in them. How long are you going to put up with, a, with a, a, an air of offense? How long are you going to put up with being touchy? How long are you going to put up with not having enough money? How long are you going to put up with strife in your home? How long are you going to put up with strife in your marriage? How long are you going to put up with those pains and symptoms in your body? How long? How long are you going to put up with those headaches? How long are you going to put up with those stomach problems? How long are you going to put up with those back issues? How long are you going to put up with those joint issues? How long? How long? How long? Somebody needs to stand in the face of people who are putting up with it and start yelling. How long are you going to put up with it? How long? Because it take, evidently you're not stirring yourself up to not put, put up with it. Stir yourself up and say, I'm not putting up with it. I'm not, you're going to have to, from the inside of you, get fed up. I've said this to our Bible school students, I believe it was last year. When you were growing up as a young person, your parent, if they were a good parent, had what I call a whip over your life. What's that mean? I'm not talking about physically whipping you. I'm talking about holding a standard and disciplining you. And every time you tried to go the wrong direction, they cracked that whip, so to speak. They exercised their authority. They instructed you or they disciplined you. They corrected you. And that's what I call a whip over your life. Well, as a child gets older, that child is going to have to pick up that whip for themselves and put some demands on their own lives. We have prisons who are full of people who would not pick up the whip over their life. We have lots of people who are failing in life because they won't pick up the whip over their life. Can I tell you this, spiritually speaking? When are you going to pick up the whip over your life? I'm not living carnal anymore. I'm not b- going to be offended. I'm not going to be touchy. I'm not going to be prideful and then boast about my humility. When you refer to how humble you are, pride is living strong. Amen. How long are we going to put up with things? How long are we going to put up with addictions? How long are we going to put up, let's take it home, bad habits? How long? We have to stir ourselves up. We have to put the whip in our own hand. Because I tell you what, if you lay the whip down, the devil will pick it up. 
If you don't take charge of your life, the devil will. Even though he'll take you a direction, well, I don't want to go that way. Yeah, but because of your silence and inactivity, he just took you anywhere he wanted to take you. So we all, and I'm not saying this in an accusational way. I'm saying this in an authoritative way. We have authority to quit putting up with because we have all put up with things we should not have put up with in our bodies, in our homes, in our minds, in our finances, in our emotions, in our feelings. You need to, we need to see ourselves soberly. If you're touchy, you need to see that and deal with it. If you're high maintenance, if it's all about you, if you're self-centered, you need to be sober about that. Amen. Deal with it. Deal with it. Quit, quit making things that go wrong bring you face to face. Just choose. Just choose. You know what? I want to be, I want to be all that Jesus offers me. I want to be the very best version of myself. That means I'm going to quit putting up with petting myself and telling me I'm all right when I'm not. I'm going to quit being soft on myself and giving my, an excuse is being soft on yourself. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Let's take this back to healing because that's where I meant to stay. But the pastoral side in me starts addressing other arenas, right? Mm-hmm. How long? How long? Are, how long? We need to make, put this on your refrigerator. How long am I going to put up with this? I'm not talking about the refrigerator. I'm talking about you see it every day. Post it on your refrigerator, which you see every day. That's how long am I going to put up with this? Because as long as I put up with it, it will live with me. And you want to make sure what you're living with is a kind master. And Jesus is the only kind master. Years ago. I was dealing with some back issues. Oh, my goodness, I was in my 20s. And I just knew a little, little, enough, little enough about healing to accuse God, you know. People who accuse God regarding healing just know little enough to be dangerous, you know. They, they know that healing belongs to them. They think God owes it, you know. God owes everything to them that they don't have to bring their part. You know, it's all up to God. And I was taking that seat. And I said to God, now, I know healing belongs to me. Why don't you just heal me? Why don't you just go ahead and heal me? You know, this after months of, you know, just these nagging pains, you know. Well, that's ignorance, isn't it, talking? Why don't you just? Why don't you just? That's, that's the shifting of blame, the shifting of blame. And I, I remember something God said to me. Now, you have to hear this right. He said, you're not hurting bad enough. Was God wanting me to hurt? No. Does he make people hurt? No. He said, you're not hurting bad enough because if you were really hurting bad enough, you'd take my word and run that out. In other words, if you're not doing, if you're not doing something about it, then you don't want it very bad. If you're not doing something about it and you just want it to show up, 
You don't want it very bad. And that's what he was basically telling me. Basically, I was accusing him of, why don't you just do something? And he was saying, you don't want it bad enough for you to do what you should be doing. So why have we put up with stuff? Because we haven't wanted things bad enough. So let's take ourselves by the nap of the neck and say, no more. No more. Amen. Hallelujah. The Hebrews put up with the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. And that generation never wanted the promised land bad enough to turn their doubt into faith. And they didn't have it. You can go a lifetime putting up with the wrong location, the wrong plan, living the wrong life. Amen. But the second generation said, wait a minute. Something is offered more. I want more. Don't get used to what you already have. God offers you more. Don't put up with just barely enough when he offers us abundance. Amen. So many Christians are waiting for God to do something about their situation, and God is waiting for them to talk to their mountains. He's waiting for them to talk to those things that they're putting up with. Can I tell you this? Our church would be bigger if we wouldn't tell you these things. Seriously, because a lot of people don't want a, a responsibility on their end, but the truth of the word is to every success and every victory, God has a part and man has a part. And God loves you. God loves me. He paid such a price for us, but that doesn't dismiss us from our part. And it would be easy for people would love to come to our church if we didn't tell you that you have a role to play in your own victory. No, you're not earning it, but you do have to work your faith. And this is working your faith because we're not, we're, we're wanting fruit in your lives. We want your life to be different in next year than it is from this year. Now, if you don't want that, I can't make it for you, but I'm sure going to grab you by the nap of the neck and shake you a little bit and say, how long are you going to put up with? How long? How long? Maybe coming into 2020, it would benefit you to make a list of what am I not putting up with in 2020 that I've been putting up with in this year or all past years? What am I not putting up with? If you don't care to make a list, you don't want it very bad. Because you can't work just all by memory. you got to put something written down in front of you that you may run with that thing. I mean, even God said, write the vision, make it plain that all that see it what may run. What, 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 are they, what does that mean, run with it? That they may put it into effect. If it matters to you, put it somewhere where you, it, you, it holds it in front of you. And if I could say this, Stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Stir every day. Stir yourself up. In the mornings, get up and stir yourself up. Amen. Jesus told Brother Norville the reason that those gross were still on his daughter's body was for one reason. He hadn't talked to them. 
turn your mouth loose on what God says is yours. Turn your mouth loose. I love something that my husband said years ago. He said, don't waste your time not saying. Make it a lifestyle that you're talking to things around you. <laughs> things that you want to, want to be different, quit. Let just If you put up with it, it will stay the same. Speak to the mountain, but don't let the mountain be your focus. Now, this is huge. Speak to those things that you want out of your life, but don't focus on those. You speak to the mountain, but do not get absorbed with the mountain. You get absorbed with the one who will move the mountain. Amen. Have your attention and focus on what God offers you. Don't have it on what you don't want in your life. You talk to the mountain, then you turn your back to it. And you focus on God and you focus on his word and you focus on what he says and you focus on getting his word in you, which will remove that mountain. Mark 11. Did, it, did you have time to find it? Mark 11. Verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. And the original says, have the faith of God. Then, after he says, have faith in God, to have the faith of God, he gave every believer, Romans 12 talks about it, he has given to every believer the measure of faith, meaning he gave us all the beginning measure of his own faith. He, he did not go outside himself to get faith. He took of his own faith and put it in you. When you got born again, there was the beginning measure of faith, and he called it the measure. Now, every believer has that, but not every believer's faith is at the same measure now. It's based on what they do with it. If they feed it, it grows. If they neglect it, it can even, the Bible even talks about dead faith. It, it's present, but it's not moving. Something that's dead, you can see if, 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 if an animal or something dies and you see it there, it's still there, but it's making no movement. That's what dead faith is. It's there, but it's, not, it's, it's, it's having no progress. The Bible talks about exceedingly growing faith. So our faith should be doing something. It should always be growing. How is it going to grow? Faith comes by hearing. Faith does not come by praying. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, the more you hear the word and get it in you, the more faith grows. Now listen, faith comes by hearing, but faith is not released by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by speaking. And this is what Jesus said in verse 22, have the faith of God. How are you going to have the faith of God? You're going to have to hear some things. Hear the word, hear the word, hear the word. And for those who are hearing the word, they're going to have the faith of God in a growing measure. Now, now those who have the faith of God in them being fed, now verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Know this, 
Before you say, make sure you have the faith of God. Before you do verse 23, make sure verse 22 is operating in you. Have the faith of God in you fed. You have to be feeding on the word. Then when you talk to things, they'll obey you. Now remember what Jesus said to Brother Norval. How long are you going to put up with those gross in your daughter's body? He said, talk to them like I did to the mountain. The way Jesus talked to the mountain is he had the faith of God in him first. If you're talking to things and they're not changing, then you're invited to get more faith in you. That's the missing link. If you are talking to things and nothing is changing, it's because what you're talking to is waiting for more faith. Take time to feed the word before you start talking. Well, I know about these faith verses. I love something that one preacher said. He said, faith has a very short shelf life. Faith comes by hearing. It doesn't, and my husband used to say, faith does not come by heard. It comes by hearing. Hearing is a present tense action. Heard is a past tense. You can't say, I've heard that because now you're off the word because faith doesn't come by heard. It comes by hearing. It comes by what you're currently doing with the word. Amen. Verse 23, Jesus is basically saying this. Talk to things, they'll obey you. Think of this. If we believed that verse, listen, if we believed that verse, what would we be talking to? Think of this. If we really believed that when I speak, when I have the faith of God in my heart and I speak, those things will obey me, what all would you be talking to? Some of us need to get this verse bigger in us. That when I, when I talk to things, they obey me. You have to meditate on this. You have to feed yourself on this. When I talk to things, they'll obey me. Amen. So that's what primarily verse 23 is saying. Jesus said to talk to the mountain. If people don't talk to the mountain, they're disobeying Jesus. To not talk to what's in your way is to disobey him. And no one can receive what God has for them disobeying Jesus. Brother Norville told the account of there was a woman who came up and he had been preaching on faith and preaching on healing and a woman came up to uh, make a rebuttal, an argument with him. And she said, well, we were believing God and my husband died of cancer at 41. And she said, the word doesn't work. She said, no, she said, what you're preaching doesn't work. Because we did what you're preaching. And my husband still died. And he said, so you're telling me the word doesn't work. Because he said, I'm preaching the word. So you're saying the word doesn't work. Well, Well, no, I'm not saying that. He said, that's exactly what you said. You're accusing the word of not working. And then the Spirit of God spoke to Brother Norval and said, I can answer for her why her husband died. He never talked to the mountain. He kept praying for healing, but he did not talk to the mountain. 
So, Brother Norville said to this woman, did you ever hear your husband carry on a conversation with cancer and tell it to leave his body? Did you ever hear your husband say, cancer, you cannot live in my body. Get out of my body. That's called talking to the mountain. She says, well, no. And he said, then do you know your husband died because he disobeyed Jesus? Jesus said, talk to it. And he didn't talk to it. And he died not because the cancer was greater, but because he didn't obey. Now, see, people will say, well, that's harsh. We're trying to keep people alive. Let me tell you what's harsh is cancer. Sickness is harsh. Lack is harsh. We're trying to tell you how not to let the wrong things take the lead in your life. Talk to things. Tell them, not in my life. I don't care that I put up with you for 20 years. No more. The Hebrews put up with 40 years of the wrong location. And they changed it. How did they change it? They got the word in their mouth. They meditated on it and then they acted on it. That's how they changed it. How are you going to change it? The same way they changed it, you're going to have to get the word in you. Talk to things. Amen. I don't want to have something, the wrong thing win in my life just for one thing. I didn't talk. We're talking all the time. Why do people not talk to things that need to be removed? They really don't believe that they'll obey it. They'll obey them. Why do they not believe it? Verse 22, they need to get more faith. They need to feed their faith. Get Feed their faith in it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we have to remember this. That something that Jesus told Dad Hagen in verse 23, Mark 11, 23. That Jesus said, the word say or saith is, said, is written three times. The word believe is written one time. He said this to Dad Hagen, my people primarily are not missing it and they believe, in their believing. They're missing it. They're not saying what they believe. They're waiting for God to do something. They need to say, say. They need to say. They need to say. They need to say. And, and Jesus said to Dad Hagen, you're going to have to talk. And preach three times more about the saying part than you do about the believing part to get the people to see it. So what's this mean? Mountains grow not because we don't believe that God is able, but because we're not talking to Him. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. If we're talking to situations, but they aren't changing then there's some doubt mixed in. Because Jesus told Brother Norville, if you will believe and not doubt. So notice this, in your, this wonderful walk of faith, the devil's going to try to insert doubt as you stand on the word, as you speak to things. He's going to try to get you to look at somebody else who supposedly was saved longer, prayed more than you, knew God better than you, point to their failure and say, now see, it didn't work for them, so it won't work for you. Don't you let that doubt in. Don't you let that doubt in. Amen. We have authority. When Jesus told Brother Norville, how long are you going to put up with those gross on your daughter's body? He was letting him know, you have authority over them. If they're there, it's because your authority hasn't taken its place. Amen. 
Remember Matthew 16, verse 19 says, and I, Jesus was speaking. He says, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He's not talking about a door key. He's talking about the keys of how heaven operates. And then he says that whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What's this mean? If you'll use your authority, heaven will back you up. That's what it means. Heaven will back you up. Some things need to say, you need to bind them, say, no, you don't. And some things need to be loosed. Money, you need to come. Healing, you come. You see, you, and heaven will back you up. Why? Because heaven has put you in authority as the custodian over your life. Amen. Then Luke 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I give you power or authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Notice these things will bite. Serpents, scorpions, they'll bite at you. And he says, I give you power or authority to tread on. And then he says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, a lot of people claim that, oh, nothing shall by any means hurt me. No, 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 no. Not, you have to do the first part of that verse. Yes. If you're treading on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, while you're treading, they cannot hurt you. They cannot stop you. They cannot defeat you because you have authority over what you're treading on. But if you don't tread on it, if you don't say anything, if you just accept things, if you just let things be the way they are, they will hurt you. But it says the one that's treading is the one that won't get hurt. That means you're taking your place. You're taking your walk. Amen. Hallelujah. There's somebody that you're being healed right now, right down your, right down your neck. Somebody's being healed right now down the neck. Hallelujah. Move that neck around. You had limited mobility. Move it around. Move it around. Hallelujah. Uh, some, some lady, your female organs, that something was wrong in the, in, the, in the female organs, that's being healed right now. Right now. That is being corrected right now. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody's ears are being healed right now. Somebody's ears are being healed right now. Just receive that. Just say, I take that. That's mine. That's for me right now. Hallelujah. There's some ladies, uh, I don't know if it's one or more, but there's lumps in your breasts, and I don't know if they're, they might even be benign. But there's lumps there. You take that healing. I speak to those. They dry up in Jesus' name. They dry up in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Somebody's pelvis is straightening out. There's something, something in your pelvis has been out of alignment. And that is being corrected right now. That's being aligned properly. Take that right now. Just move around. Do something you could not do. Not to check and see if it worked, but to give action to that. As sign as I take it. I take it. I take it. I take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something down the front of somebody's, the top of their the top of their leg, right down the front of it. I don't know if it's a muscle or ligament or something that was pulled or injured, but there was some difficulty that ran right down the front of the leg, and that's being healed right now. Whoever that is, just receive that. Just receive that. Hallelujah. 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 
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.